Sometimes giving ourselves permission is actually the harder thing than the courage to take the steps because we're so mired in like what success looks like or we're so we're so used to doing things a certain way that now having to move in that pivot and reroute ourselves now requires a whole new world orientation. I think that that piece around giving yourself permission is actually quite the hurdle to go over. And if you can give yourself the permission, then that just gives so much more runway for you to be able to actually achieve these ambitious goals that you set for yourself. And even the small, tiny ones that you initially set, because sometimes we're not ready to go all in like that. Welcome to the Swag and Soul Show. A virtual road trip between two entrepreneurs and BFFs who are navigating the uncertainty and possibility of pursuing life off the beaten path. Hi, I'm Christina, a wife, mother, karaoke queen, and a fierce founder with a massive mission to create a more just, equitable, and flourishing world. I guide executives, educators, and entrepreneurs to marry their personal essence with their professional excellence in order to achieve greater freedom, fulfillment, and flow. And I am Yeti, a chief swagger officer and burnout survivor, passionate about reimagining well-being. I am bodacious and loquacious. I love geeking out about empowering C-suite execs, entrepreneurs, and women in leadership to achieve multiple streams of wealth, health, and joy. My superpower is advising superstars on how to rock their swagger to the boardroom and beyond. Together, we are here to be your biz besties and help you navigate this journey from powerhouse pivots to purpose-driven paths. You have the key to unlock limitless possibilities with swag and soul where we hashtag manifest your destiny while pursuing your wildest ambitions. Christina, we've had our fair share of adventures. I gotta say, we've had our fair share of international trips, domestic trips, road trips. I still remember the time that you came to visit me in Charlotte and we decided to go to, was it Savannah? I think we we wanted to go. I had been before, but I hadn't really like, you know, explored. Everybody needs that friend, uh, that Virgo friend that's going to plan every, you know, pit stop along the way. I'm more of a fly by the seat of my pantser type of person who doesn't even know. Like, I'll get on a plane internationally and not even know where I'm staying. That's like how impromptu and spontaneous I can be when it comes to travel. And that gives me extreme anxiety just even thinking about it. Yeah, but you got to make friends with somebody who likes to plan things out. So you, I remember you suggesting halfway through our trip that you wanted to swing by Charleston and visit one of our friends from high high school. school Yeah. The only thing that got me on board was the biscuits. Okay. So like, if you want to know how to get me excited about adding an extra leg to the journey, dangle some biscuits in front of me and I'm on board with it. But I know that like, not every pivot in life comes with a butter glazed treat at the end of it. And I know that you personally have experienced your own pivot. So curious if you could share like when that's come up for you. Yeah. First of all, I also want to share that I don't know if you recall that I was 
five months pregnant on that trip. And originally, Glenn was supposed to come with us and then had a huge anxiety attack about getting on the plane and refused to fly. And then I was like teetering between, am I going? Am I not going? And then ultimately decided to go. And it actually wound up being awesome, I think, for just the two of us to have that trip together. And then, yes, we did pivot to Charleston, which was super cool because then we got to do some more more biscuit eating and Southern comfort with Southern charm. But in my own life, when it comes to pivots, I think probably the most drastic one was when my mom was diagnosed with beginning stages of Alzheimer's and I realized, you know, my dad might need some support. Obviously, Jackson was still young. And, you know, I try to be very, the Virgo in me like tries to just be very practical about what needs to get done and kind of move through things through a logical way. And I know, I think one thing that's great about our friendship is I feel like you push me like to process the emotional side. Like even if I have a plan, I think there was a lot underneath the surface, right? So I'm obviously going through the devastation of thinking about, you know, losing my mom. Obviously, we all know our parents will pass at some point, but it all of a sudden became super, super real. And my mom is so much of a rock to me that, yeah, there was just this pang and this this nervousness. I feel like I also kind of, I don't know, there was the potential loss of my mom, but then also knowing that I'm the breadwinner in my family, there was a fear of would this new business adventure that, you know, I was going to be going on in terms of, you know, shifting out of a principal role and building this consultancy, would I be able to still sustain my family's, you know, physical needs? And so there was just a, there was a lot to unpack there. I don't know if you recall how I was at that time. And if you could see that. I feel like as a person, you generally are like, I've got this, like, you know, I am on top of it. But I know that it couldn't have been easy for you in the seat that you were sitting in and with the responsibilities that you had to bear. And I know that, you know, you're talking about the pressure as Mm -hmm. a breadwinner, but also you were in that pressure cooker as well at work. So Talk to us a little bit about how that felt for you going in to tell your team. Like oftentimes, like I think there's the logical, rational side of the planner side of you, but like, how did it feel like walking into that meeting or letting your team know that, hey, something big here is going to shift, has to shift. And how did you prepare for that? Yeah, I remember having to tell my board which was one thing. And then also having to tell my immediate like leadership team. And prior to both of those conversations, I felt this overwhelming sense of guilt, like me stepping away, even though it was for very founded reasons, felt almost like, am I betraying them? Am I leaving them, you know, in their time of need? Because So I I was a principal of a charter school, right? And we go through these authorization periods. And so we had to apply for our our next renewal. And I did get us through like the main pieces of that, which included 
a visit, but still it kind of felt like, yeah, it just felt this overwhelming sense of guilt around it. And I remember starting with just, you know, the words, I have something to share. And like, before I could even get to the second sentence, like the tears just started to stream across my face. And if I think of all of the pivots, like I remember when I was a teacher and I was telling, I was about to tell my principal that I wouldn't be coming back the following year because I had gotten into the New York City Leadership Academy. And within, again, two sentences, the tears started to stream. Because again, I felt guilt. I knew everything I was doing at that school at the time, right? I was on the curriculum team and this, the cheerleading coach and the senior advisor and doing all of these things. And so every time I've had to transition, it's always been with some level of tears, some level of guilt. But I think the other thing that I've always discovered on the other side of it is life goes on for the organization, life goes on for the initiatives that you you built. And, you know, when you do your job as a leader, you are actually ensuring that things will go on even when you're not there anymore, right? Like, I think that is one of the the biggest pillars of leadership is can the organization still thrive and flourish even, you know, many years after you're gone. And I'm so proud to say that my school has continued to maintain and excel and has even broadened. They're now both a middle school and a high school, which were seeds that were planted prior thinking about that. So, yeah. So they were well after you gave the news and departed. And, you know, that's a testament to your leadership. But were you well after you gave the news? Can we just... Um- <laughs> Look at me going straight, straight back to the the logical, practical side. In that immediate moment when you were announcing the pivot, I don't know that you had the butter. No, you're right. I'll tell you right now. I left. I was the last person to leave on September 27th, 2017. Actually, one of of the custodial folks might have been there on my way out. And it was late. I mean, I think it was like, 1030 because, you know, I literally had to pack my entire office and boxes. And I remember just being like in my car and I was literally just crying in my car. You know, it was, there was a grief, a grieving that I was doing, right? That it was not just what it meant for them, but it was like, what does it mean for me? Because I think at the time I didn't maybe recognize or acknowledge the degree to which my role and my title and my, you know, whatever as a principal, like kind of defined me. And so there was this little piece of like, well, now what? Like, who am I without these things? And then also in those first few weeks as an entrepreneur, luckily I did have my client actually going into that transition but I was working three days a month. So there, all of a sudden there was this space and this time. And it actually, though, it was at first it felt weird and awkward. But then it was like, oh, my gosh, like I can start going to the gym consistently. I can start like meal prepping. I can take naps with my two year old. I can go to the park with him in the middle of the day. I can make my mom lunch, like whatever you know, the new way of being this pivot allowed me to have other experiences that I wouldn't have been able to experience without those pivots. I love that so much, Christina. 
Hey, hey, Swagnistas and Soulsters. We want to let you know about a very special opportunity to get more connected with finding your way through the chaos of this online jungle and business world. And life as well. As many of you may already know, Christine and I were faced with hard times when the pandemic hit, and we had to find a way to hit back. I was trying to bounce back from a layoff from my dream job as a corporate exec. And after quitting my job as a principal due to my mom's illness and reinventing my career, I found myself on hold with the unemployment office after the pandemic eviscerated my biz down to zero. From having to navigate uncertainty with no playbook to questioning everything about the meaning of success, we know what it's like to try to figure things out to discover what we wanted out of our lives, clarify our purpose, and design a life that worked for us. Which is why we created the Swag and Soul Strategy Sesh for you. And Yeti and I are two friends who are travel buddies on this epic adventure, figuring out work-life harmony together, which has made the journey so much easier and fun. Consider us your besties by your side as you are figuring it all out. Imagine having a human GPS or tag team of trusted advisors to help you navigate finding your way through the corporate jungle of leadership. Honestly, we wish we had had this when we started. Exactly. There's so much noise out there. People telling us how to do things their way. So many shoulds and coulds. So many people showing us their highlight reels without sharing their bloopers, outtakes, and heartbreaks along the way to help us see the journey that took them there. You might see me and Christina out in these online streets and think, damn, they're killing the game. And in lots of ways we are, but we also know what it's like to have to reinvent yourself when life did not go according to plan. And we wanna help you get to where you wanna be by getting in the driver's seat and having the audacity and confidence to lead with your vision and values. Yes. You can enjoy the journey and reimagine your path. If you're like us and want to figure out how to root into your authenticity and authority while winning at work, wealth, and well-being, click the links in the show notes and visit us at swagandsoul.com to book your Swag and Soul strategy sesh. And be prepared to feel guided and supported as you discover that the messiness and unpredictability of leading through uncertainty can be an epic adventure that allows you to create your own roadmap and reach your desired destination. I know personally, I am super spontaneous when it comes to like planning adventures, but when it comes to like real life, I am so structured, you know, in terms of like, I'm here in two years. I want to be there, like just kind of planning out those steps. And I just recall like in that moment for me, when I thought about just like switching from operations to strategy, for example, like giving myself permission to play more outside of like the spaces that I was known for that I had the like street cred for, you know, like giving myself like the ambition to move outside of that. And part of that shift for me was going back to school. I remember you talk about tears coming up in in the pivot. I remember going in. So I resigned from my job, started grad school and purchased a home on the same day. 
pretty massive commits, <laughs> right? But it had to happen in the order that it happened in order for me to go for that next thing. And I remember coming in to tell um, my team and the tears started flowing. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it was like, I was like, my eyes are watering. Like, I was like, and what? It's so awkward, right? Like, you're like, um, I don't know why I'm crying right now. I mean, I do know why I'm crying right now, but I really wish I wasn't crying right now. <laughs> I personally had a rule about no crying in the office. Now. Right. Entrepreneurship has made me soft on that one. But at the time, I just remember like being like, why am I crying? And it was like all of this pent up, built up, not just the camaraderie you build with your team, but also the uncertainty and the the risk taking that is required to like step into this unknown, like uncharted territory that you literally do not know how it's going to turn out. This was back in 2008, August of 2008, September, the market tanked. Literally, the bottom fell out of the market. The economy as we knew it was no longer, right? This is like sort of one of the worst economic times. And I had literally just a month before come in and told my team, hey, I'm out of here. I got to go to school and get my MBA. I had just signed on the dotted line for a mortgage and committed to say, I'm going to pay this every month. And the reason I took that leap was because I knew that for two years, I could take those student loans and I could pay that mortgage and hopefully maybe somehow land a job. This was the risk that I was taking. That was a pivot like in a big, big way. And I think so often it's about giving ourselves permission to pivot, giving ourselves permission to move in a new direction when the old direction is no longer serving us. And that means that sometimes we let people down, right? That we're relying on us to play a role, to be, you know, and hold an identity, to hold a place in their world as they knew it. Now, all of a sudden, we have to, like, move in a new direction. And I think in that sense, it was easier for me to shift because I was being self-directed and choosing that alternative path. But when I had to pivot after my layoff, it was a whole different ballgame. Like, I was like, I didn't choose this. You know, I wanted to be on that partner track and and had this idea of climbing the corporate ladder. And now all of a sudden the choice was being made for me. And I remember reading at the time a book that's written by two Stanford professors. It's called Designing Your Life, How to Build a Well-Lived and Joyful Life. And I feel like that book really, for me, helped to orient the decision-making process in the midst of that pivot Because it gave me some filters, right, for how to, like, give myself permission to play more and to experiment and to test out in this, like, design thinking way of which was going to be, like, the right next step for me. So I remember launching a nonprofit. And at the time, it allowed me to do all the things that I love to do. I love to do public speaking. It allowed me to, like, create events where we'd be able to share knowledge and insights. I love to develop others, like in terms of talent. So we were able to train rising stars, like to get more women into the C-suite. I loved innovation. And so we were tackling some of the most challenging and pressing problems that were facing not just society, but also the industry at large. And so that opportunity, while it wasn't paying me, (laughs) you know, We were being paid in smiles and hugs and laughter. <laughs> but it, but it, it helps me to orient and root myself into my meaningful purpose. Like, and my personal mission became more well defined. And I got those creative juices flowing, right? And got to be in community with other entrepreneurs to just kind of even see, like, from a trying on a different outfit perspective, do I like this? Is this vibe? 
me, like before going all in on that path. And so sometimes giving ourselves permission is actually the harder thing than the courage to take the steps because we're so mired in like what success looks like, or we're so we're so used to doing things a certain way that now having to move in that pivot and reroute ourselves now requires a whole new world orientation. I'm curious like what your thoughts are on that permission piece. Yeah, I think the permission piece for me was my next pivot, right? Which was when my ed consulting business, again, got eviscerated by the pandemic. And I had to think about going into other industries or fields. And it was like, am I even allowed to do this? There were so many questions around, would people take me seriously? And could I deliver in different settings the way that I knew I had delivered previously? And then I think even us partnering, right, was like, there was some a little bit of nervousness of, you know, they talk about like, do you mix business and pleasure or like, you know, friends and business can sometimes get a little dicey. And obviously, we've been best friends in second grade. I love you. I would never want anything to compromise our friendship. But also trusting that because we have this foundation of friendship, that we would be able to navigate those things. So I feel like I ultimately did give myself permission. And I think we gave ourselves permission to not just take a chance on ourselves, but to take a chance on each other with each other. And so, yeah, I think that that piece around giving yourself permission is actually quite the hurdle to go over. And if you can give yourself the permission, then that just gives so much more runway for you to be able to actually achieve these ambitious goals that you set for yourself. And even the small, tiny ones that you initially set, because sometimes we're not ready to go all in like that. I appreciate you sharing that, Christina, because I think that in the pivot, there are folks that may pull us forward, right? Um, Push us forward. And there are folks that will want to pull us back, right? As we're changing and evolving and growing. And I do think that there is something to what you shared about our pivots sort of being intertwined in a way, specifically like during the pandemic that I think emboldened each of us to want to dream even bigger because we saw the other one going for it at the same time. And I do think that that is incredibly powerful when you are trying to make a big shift, when you are trying to take a risk, when you're trying to go for the gold, who you're training with, right? Your teammates, your colleagues, like your friends, like that matters so much to like how much you're going to, you know, expand out of your comfort zone, especially when others are inconvenienced or really benefit from you staying with the status quo, you know? And I think that I didn't realize it at the time. I know, like you talk about mixing business with pleasure. And I think for me, I was like apprehensive. Um, Y'all who are listening right now, I'm not going to get into all the details, but I will just say my, my dear friend here, put out a lot of hoops for me to jump through to prove myself. (laughs) Well, it's proving each other because, you know, I'm tough in business. Okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm tough in business. And the thing is, like, I don't know that we really even knew what the other one did. Like, I didn't, definitely not. (laughs) 
not know what principles do all day. Turns out it comes in handy, right? When you're trying <laughs> uh, to like transform, you know, from a knowledge and insights perspective. And so I never knew that what each of us did individually would complement each other in such a way that the sum of the parts would be greater than each individual yeah. right, element. And so that was surprising. But I think that was also the extension of that design thinking path of like, yes, I have this clear vision of my own personal purpose, of my own mission, of my way in which I get to make meaning and make an impact in the world and leave a legacy. But I had no idea that part of that journey was going to require right the intertwining of our two paths in such a beautiful way. So yeah. we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you all since you're riding in this virtual road trip with us, right? <laughs> in this journey, like, are you embracing or resisting the pivots that are before you? And, right, either way, what might lie on the other side of the pivot if you actually surrender to it? And not surrender like waving a white flag surrender. We're talking about surrendering to possibility, right? And so, yeah, we would love to hear from you. Share with us in the comments on YouTube. Let us know, are you embracing or resisting that pivot that lies before you, right? And what might be on the other end of that? I know Christina and I had no idea when we embarked on our journeys and our adventures. Sometimes it landed with buttery biscuits and other times <laughs> it was tears and, you know, wondering how the journey is going to end. But we hope that by sharing with us, you'll find that you are not alone on the path. And hopefully it will embolden you also to take even bigger pivots as you navigate the road ahead. Well, I enjoyed chatting with my in real life bestie and my virtual biz besties today. As did I. We trust you had a blast on this joyride with us. We want you to help spread the word that life's journey is much sweeter with a little more swag and soul. You can help us do this by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts so that we can reach more ears and spread the positivity, helping more swagnistas and soulsters reach greatness. Don't forget to visit swagandsoul.com to book your Swag and Soul strategy sesh. We definitely wish we had something like this when we started. Until next time, remember, you have the key to unlock limitless possibilities with swag and soul. Where we hashtag manifest your destiny while pursuing your wildest ambitions.